All right, let's do it. Can we please have a a one word prompt? Uh, yeah. Uh, I almost said Zoom. <laughs> um, uh, no, we'll we'll go with uh, Kleenex. Kleenex tissues. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. That's that's on my to do list of like one of the first things I want to do when life is normal again is go get my like sinuses checked out. I feel like I blow oh. my nose constantly. Like coffee oh, makes my nose runny, beer makes my nose runny. I just am going through so much Kleenex throughout the winter. Delicious. Hold on one second. Yeah. Hey, welcome to the Overtalking Podcast with your hosts, Ken and CJ. Say hi, CJ. Hi, CJ. This is the show where we talk over TV shows and movies as chosen by our guests. Uh, but we're entering the month of February, which traditionally here at Overtalking Podcast is date movie month. That's right. That's right. So we are watching About Time. But why is that? Yeah, a little, little twist this year. Uh, we usually have, uh, for everything, our guests choose the movie or TV show that they, that we watch, but we're having our guests' significant others this time choose what we should talk about. Now, CJ, you may say, well, why wouldn't we just have the significant other on the podcast? <laughs> you uh, might say that. Yeah, but you shouldn't, uh, and don't think about it. And shut up. Yes. Uh, maybe we should just bring our guest in, because this seems like a good segue. Uh, we have returning guest. Longtime guest Riley, welcome Hi, Riley. back to the show. Hey guys, uh, wonderful, wonderful to be here. Uh, thank you for having me, and thank you for keeping uh, my significant other out of it. <laughs> nice to have some, nice to have some quality time alone with the boys. Hanging <laughs> with the boys, yeah. That's what February is about. Just uh, shunning your significant other. <laughs> now, maybe I should just ask off the bat. Um, you're, so your your significant other is Christina. Yes. And did she feel somewhat dejected about not being asked on the show? No, yet she was asking for her input. She was she was happy to only do um to only do the suggestion. Uh she okay. uh I, I uh you know when when you guys asked, oh, you know, we'd like a recording of you know why Christi- why you Christina picked the movie, uh she said uh, you know, I was like, Oh, what if you came on? Like, you know, it's only forty minutes, forty, fifty minutes. And she's like, Oh no, <laughs> no, 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 that's not for me. <laughs> Uh, so you guys, this is actually a perfect situation for for us, at least. Awesome. Other, pe- other get- people might want to come on this amazing podcast, but Christina's, um, yeah, talking live-ish in front of people is just probably a little much for her. No, that right definitely now. seems to be the consensus for a lot of our, our guests, significant others, um, mm-hmm. I, which is probably why we're going to go this route. But mm-hmm. um, also, just to circle back, I just saw CJ use a Kleenex. Uh, That's right. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm doing yeah, it right now as we speak. Yeah. So, like, what's going? I I don't want to move on too far from that. What's going on with you? Are you okay? <laughs> no, I'm not okay. <laughs> we're in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> is anybody did okay? You, did you get your flu shot? No, actually, I did not CJ, get my flu shot this year. Uh, yeah. CJ. But I will say, because you have to wear a mask everywhere, I can't remember the last time I've had a cold or anything. I just have not been sick. Yeah, and for like washing a year. your hands so often now. Like Yeah, exactly. I feel much more hygienic. Yeah, that is sure. that is the one upside to this. <laughs> so I've not <laughs> not been sick this entire time. Yeah, I don't know what's going on uh with my nose or or what have you. We just constantly are are going through Kleenex boxes because of me. Finally invested in some nasal spray. I'm sure this is stuff everybody wants to hear. <laughs> As Ken said, this is a delicious conversation. Yeah. If uh, if it's any consolation, it hasn't affected your voice. Like you sound normal. You don't sound like nasally or stuffed up or anything. Right. 
Right. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> We're going to be talking about about time. That was my bad. But yeah, no, I, you know, speaking of Kleenexes, uh, you know, I might have had to use a few of those at the end of this. That's what I was going to ask. You chose Kleenex <laughs> yeah. because you cried during this? Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, very In a very ugly manner. Uh, oh, gosh. Same hard cry for me. Yeah. Uh, that's what I, uh, Riley, I have a bone to pick with your significant other. This is, this is the exact type of movie I've been trying to avoid during the pandemic. I do not <laughs> yeah. want to feel things during all of this. No, same. It, it was so awful. I mean, no, I love this movie for, for just to put this in context. <laughs> it was so awful. But also, I don't know why we put ourselves through this. Why did we choose this as a whole month of basically yeah, movies that are going to be bad? Yeah. I don't want to cry. I don't yeah. want to cry. I, after-, after watching this, I, we put. I was like, I need a palate cleanser. We put on Friends, but it was like an episode where someone's having a baby, and I'm like, oh, this is. I can't. I can't even deal. I need like a horror movie right now. I need. I guess that's the best palate cleanser. I, I don't know. Yeah, that'd be funny. Like if like Loki on Friends, like someone's having a baby, and Chandler like goes into a closet and goes back in time to hang out with his dad <laughs> until the baby comes. That's a spoiler, I guess, for the movie. But I'm not a big yeah. one. I don't think. No, it's that's the whole. It's it's not. It's hard to spoil this movie if you know the basic premise. Yeah. Um, it took me until halfway through the movie till I realized that I recognized the movie poster. I was like, oh, that's this movie. Uh, <laughs> like yeah. I'd um, seen the Ken, Ken's background movie poster for years now and just being like, huh, I wonder what that is. <laughs> I finally got around to watching it. Yeah. Fun fact, uh, you know, you, you guys are both um, Northwest Chicago suburb boys. Uh, so you, you probably remember Arlington Theaters well from growing oh, up. Yeah. I think they closed in like 2012, 2013, and like About Time was like one of the last like coming soon posters I saw on the original Arlington Theaters. So in oh, a dang. way, it's kind of burned into my memory as well. CJ, <laughs> was it was it their way of announcing that they're closing? They're just like, well, it's well, about, it's about time. time. We got a backup shop. <laughs> yeah, ah, that's good. That's good. About, about that time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, movie theaters, remember those? Oh, I mean, I genuinely <laughs> miss them. They're doing uh, so I, well. I love that HBO Max is is showing all of the Warner Brothers movies uh, for this year on on HBO Max, which for free, basically, if you have it. Mm -hmm. Um, But it it just makes me so depressed that I can't watch all of these like blockbuster movies in a theater the way they should be seen. And rather I'm watching it on my shitty 1080p 3D TV, 3D TV, (laughs) not in 3D, though, because they're not going to give it to me in 3D because 3D is dead. That's right. Yeah, I it's, it's upsetting. I really want to watch. Godzilla versus King Kong. Oh, man. Yeah. That would be just theater. to cheer along with hundreds of other people. Yeah. yeah. We watched Tenet at home because it was like, well, mm-hmm. I want to watch this. But mm-hmm. yeah, ideally, I would have liked to watch that in the theaters. But for the, for the brief period of time where theaters were open, I got very brave one weekend and I went to the music box uh, because they had like very sparse seating, uh, mm-hmm. especially in their main theater. They only allowed 50 people in for like the like 400 seat theater or whatever and so i went and i sat like far away from everyone but i was able to watch tenant at least there oh nice so that was that was nice although that theater has real audio problems no that's okay that's what i was gonna ask you the movie movie. yeah oh is it okay it's christopher nolan his movies yeah sound wise are bad i I couldn't understand half of the dialogue we we had to put on subtitles like midway (laughs) through the movie all right good all right my uh my roommate and i watched it this is not a tenant podcast, but anyway, my roommate and I watched. It. Yeah. My roommate and I watched it. And actually, it is a, a movie about time. 
I mean, true. If there you go. Yeah. We watched it. We watched like the first 15 minutes and like, I remember, like we paused it to like, you know, go make popcorn or something. And we came back and we we're like, you want to just want to start it over. I have no clue. <laughs> what's going on. So in a way, I'm glad I didn't see it in theaters because I would have been, you would have yeah, had to I, literally untangle me. I, I could have used that. I got the general gist, but still like a lot of the plot was a little bit lost. <laughs> I think, I think I got it, but yeah, there was a time before we turned on the subtitles where I just had to hold the remote for the stereo. Cause it was like any dialogue I had to crank and then an action scene would happen. And then I have to quickly turn it all the way down. And it was just like, this sucks. <laughs> That's just really bad funny. Yeah. Right. That like root, like, I guess I still enjoyed it, but that was, I was very angry about that for a lot of the time until we just gave up and put subtitles on. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys, I think it's about time that we get to the, the movie. So. How many more times do we think we're going to say that throughout the. the- uh, I'm going to keep it so, so many. Right now. Okay. Right. All right. Okay. <laughs> uh, we'll be right back talking about about time. My name is Tim. And this is the year that would change my life forever. Happy New Year! I just didn't know it yet. Tim, my dear son, this is going to sound strange, but there's this family secret that the men in the family can travel in time. This is such a weird joke. It's not a joke. If it's true, which it isn't, although it is. But if it was, which it's not, which it is, how would I actually... You go into a dark place, clench your fists, think of the moment you're going to, and you'll find yourself there. complicated year it's going to be a complicated life and we're back on the over talking podcast and once again by riley and we're going to be talking about about time but as riley alluded to earlier we did ask riley's significant other christina to send in a voicemail just kind of explaining what uh well why 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 she choose this <laughs> why did you want to make us cry why yeah. she made us feel something for the first time in 11 months <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Uh, so I see the red light blinking here. I'm assuming that's her. So let's uh, let's take a quick listen. Hey, over talking pod. This is Christina, and I chose the movie About Time for you guys to watch for this episode. Um, this is one of my absolute favorite movies. I love it so much. Holds a special place in my heart, um, and I think it's great for Valentine's Day to watch with your significant other. But it's also great any time of the year, and. I love it so much because it has a little bit of everything. It's a romance. It's a drama. It has time travel. And while you're watching it, you laugh and cry and have every emotion in between. So overall, I think it's it's just a really sweet movie with a great message. And I really hope you guys love it as much as I do. Thanks, Christina, for, for giving us Thank you. that. Very, very wonderful intro. Yes. Yeah, that's that's really great. But I do think we need just a bit more context about the movie. Uh, you know what so, that means. Yeah, so do I get Riley, 15 seconds now? No, nah, you get the full 30. Okay. Uh, we're going to put 30 seconds on the clock for you to describe for someone who's never heard a scene of About Time, what it's all about. Ready, go. About Time uh, came on 2013. It's a sci-fi-ish rom-com uh, with a lot more emotion than just a normal romantic comedy. It's by Richard Curtis, who made Love Actually... Uh, he wrote the movie yesterday, and uh, basically, this family, uh, you can see him in the background of CJ's. Uh, oh, wait, no. Ten seconds. Yes. Anyway, this family, the men can travel through time, and uh, the son imparts, uh, the father imparts the window Four. on the son, and he uses Three. it to live his life. Two. 
one. Nice. Nice. Yeah. He he can only travel back in time in his own in his own life, right? Right. Right. Or he can travel forward to a time he's already been in. Right. Which I think which I think we see him do a few times. When yeah. like when I was watching it again, I was like, wait a sec, he's going to the future. But really he's just going to like the rule is you can only be somewhere where you have already been. Right. He's just returning to the present, right. essentially. Yeah. And also, I guess at one point he can take other people back with him. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. fully ex- expre- explained, and it actually didn't really matter in the grand scheme of things, but still it was <laughs> yeah. kind of interesting. Right. It plays very fast and loose with the very vague rules it establishes. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really matter. Right. It's, not a re- it's not even really about that. It's just it's about living your life to the fullest and mm-hmm. yes. no, no regrets. <laughs> do you so do you guys that begs the question do you guys have something in mind that you would love a redo on i don't uh, know that i really do oh, like yes there's cool. been plenty of things that i regret or like were embarrassed about or something like that but you know life experiences shape the way we are right like it makes it makes you you nah screw that uh, there's a few x's i would have preferred not to have gone out with uh <laughs> Uh, yeah, personally for me, my, my playwright friends, I really need to help them have better opening nights. So <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, screw, screw finding your first love. Like just wipe that away yeah. and, uh, just help playwrights. I mean, you know, if I could go back and, you know, oh, timely joke alert, but if I could go back in time and, uh, buy a bunch of GameStop, GameStop <laughs> I, I would do that. I know they, in the movie, they say they caution against trying to get, uh, you know, just trying to make money with this time mm. travel thing. But yeah, I want that equity, man. I just want to hold. There's, I, yeah. I don't even want to spend the, you know, thousands of dollars I could make. I just want to hold it. <laughs> yeah. I think That's... it's all about balance. I don't think you need to completely <laughs> shy away from making a ton of money and also finding love. And that's what this country is all about. Just holding on to massive amounts of wealth and not right. helping anybody else. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. But, you know, these, this, these sissy Brits are all about, ooh, love. America, we, <laughs> you know, if we could time travel, we would for sure. Capitalism, just baby. Capitalism, yeah. baby. <laughs> for the yeah. rich only, though. Yeah. Let's let's clarify. Yeah. yeah. That not 1%. for the masses. Not really for the masses. Help, help out the 1%. They really yeah. need it. Yes. I mean, really, only one if only this family can do it. It really is truly the 1%. Right now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's that's yeah, Jesus. Yeah, these people are rich. Uh, <laughs> let's let's put that out there right now. I they mean, just, that house right yeah, on the, the beach and like on a, on a cliff oh on the beach. God. Yeah, these people yeah. are wealthy. Yes. Yes. I would uh, love to live there. Yeah, I'm sure the dad did did some money stuff, although I think he said his dad did money stuff. So maybe it's just he's living off of that or I don't know. But yeah. Uh, Yeah. Again, taking a book out of America's page, just inherited wealth, (laughs) (laughs) never earned a cent on their own. Yeah. Trace it all the way back to when railroads were built. Ah, the best. (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, I, um, I agree very much with what Christina said about the movie. It's, it, I mean, it really does have everything, you know, it's billed as like a rom-com, but there's just a lot of different, you know, a lot of different relationships that it explores, like the main character, Tim, uh, you know, you explore him with, you know, the female lead, Rachel McAdams, and like their relationship and marriage, uh, like his eventual children, his sister, and I mean, granddaddy of like the relationship with his dad, like, oh God, yeah. I, I think like, uh, I, I am very much a sucker for like father-son dynamics in in movies like yeah same indiana jones and the last crusade is probably my favorite because harrison ford and sean Connery are so great together Mm -hmm. uh and this movie is just a just a wallop of just you know 
two so emotions, many. you know? And yeah. I love it. Yeah. As Christina put, just a, yeah, a wide range of emotions throughout this entire movie. Yeah. Uh, I, I got the, the uh, Christina's voicemail right after uh, Megan and I got done watching this last night. And I, I texted Riley and I was like, I, I am literally emotionally exhausted uh, <laughs> after having watched this. It is, it is every way went up and oh my God. Yeah. I had, I, I, first question Have you guys seen this before? No. I have, yeah. You had? Okay. I had two uh, a few years ago. I think just because of time travel. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why else I would have sought this out. I remember really liking it. I remember crying. <laughs> and that's, that's about it. And probably why I haven't revisited it. Uh, <laughs> But it's it it is a genuinely good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But just yeah, be be aware you're. Ooh. CJ, how was how was your first time watching it? So oh my gosh, so many parts where I was yeah struggling to hold back tears or like it really got to me. All the father son stuff, just the oh man, like the end where he kind of he takes his father's advice about living every day twice in that like live the first day as you normally would. And then now that you know kind of what's going to happen, live it again and just sort of take stock and and realize and like literally like stop and smell the roses type of thing that like really got to me of like, <laughs> yeah, most people are only living, you know, without the time travel living through it once. So you really should try to enjoy it to the best of your ability. And I think that that really got to me of just like being grateful for what you have which I've been, you know, it, during the pandemic, very much feeling those types of feelings of like how lucky I am and stuff like that. And this was just like, just on top of all of this. And yeah, it really got to me. It, it definitely was very emotional and not usually one to seek out these types of like rom-com type ones, but I was very pleasantly surprised with this one. Yeah, it's it's message. The the one you just conveyed is is... I think probably the biggest thing I'll take away from this, just that, you know, even if a day seems like it's bad, it's probably because you just were so caught up in your head mm-hmm. with just the experience that you're going through that if you were to look back and actually have the opportunity to relive it, you probably would realize it probably wasn't that bad. And actually you might, it might've been okay if you had just, you know, looked at it differently. Um, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, that, I think that, uh, message that idea is encapsulated it was encapsulated like way earlier in the movie and i didn't realize it uh like in the the scene from the poster you know with them in the rain it's from like their wedding day you know it it's kind of like everything goes to hell like it's like Mm -hmm. a torrential storm and they try an outdoor wedding and like the tent blows away and everyone gets drenched and at the end of the day uh tim says to his wife um you know oh like would you ever want to redo this day and she says no it was perfect and like like that's like the encapsulation, like everything, you know, people got drenched and like, it wasn't like a, you know, to the T wedding day, but it was like perfect in its own way. And like, you got to appreciate that kind of thing. As the great poet Alana says, it's like rain on your wedding day. <laughs> uh, this is a quick tangent. She is on a, uh, a new show called the great North. Alanis Morissette plays herself on oh, this that, cartoon show. One, right? Yeah. It's from all the same people as Bob's burgers. And it has a stellar cast. And one of the kids, uh, voiced by Jenny Slate, will sit out on her rooftop and look up into the sky. And it's this like visage of Alanis Morissette from the stars. And it's kind of her like spiritual guidance, kind of like therapist slash advice giver kind of <laughs> thing. 
but she but it is they recognize it is Alanis Morissette and she plays herself. That's awesome. Yeah. Highly recommend huh. checking that show out though. Uh it is nothing like this movie. It is a flat out comedy <laughs> and it is wonderful. <laughs> so that that's your palate cleanser. If you if you've watched this and now want to jump to something silly, okay. check out the Great North. Nice. And that nice. that's on Fox, right? You said? Or like, I that's think like so. I know E I yeah. I we watched it uh via Hulu. Okay. They the show technically I don't think is out for another week or so, but they released the first two as sort of like a preview. Cool. But yeah. Stellar cool. cast. Nick Offerman voices the dad. A partner on Cherla voices uh one of the boys, which I think is very funny. Paul Rust, Jenny Slate, Will Forte, just banger of a cast. Wow. Mm-hmm. And that's what I uh I need something like that after watching this movie. <laughs> But that's not. Yeah. I mean, this movie was did have its funny parts. Yes, it was very, very charming. Yeah, very, yeah, very, charming, kind of funny for sure. Mm. And uh, you know, the writer director Richard Curtis, like you know, he literally made a career out of like British comedies like this. Like I'm pretty sure he wrote the Bridget Jones, at least the first two or so Bridget Jones Diaries movies, um, uh. and Love Actually, which is another one of Christina's favorites. So she's definitely in this guy's corner. Gotcha. Now, Riley, what what would if you were if you had gotten the pick, what do you think you would make Christina watch if the roles were reversed? Uh, good question. Yeah, that is a great question. Uh, Thank you. So it's uh, you know yeah, it's gonna have you know it's like a date like kind of movie. Hmm. Was or, have... or better question was there any that when you first started dating was there like a, a particular movie where like oh this would be a good you know kind of like third or fourth date thing to do. Well, uh, you know, I'm going to I'm going to steal from my past self because I think 2 years ago uh, I came on this podcast in February and talked about the Paddington movies. That's um, great. And those I was are just thinking sure, about that. Those are for sure um like movies I I like to share with uh what uh I, I like I've made Christina watch Paddington because I think those movies are beautiful. Mm-hmm. Also British and charming in their own way and full of emotion in their own way. So I guess we have very similar tastes in that way. Um but uh, actually, I, I do have a funny story about uh, about about time. Uh, so it's uh, Christina's favorite movie or one of her favorite movies. So for her first birthday when we were together, I tried to get a copy of this movie for her. But I soon realized how hard it is to get DVD copies in person um, mm. anywhere in the 2010s. Uh, this is pre-pandemic. Huh. Uh, so I went around uh, going to like bookstores and like, uh, Goodwills, Salvation Armies, combing through, you know, Best Buys, combing through all their DVD collections. No one had about time until I finally right. found it in, um, I think it was, it was like a Goodwill in Arlington Heights. Like it was like three hours before I was going to meet Christina for her birthday. By the way, I could have easily solved this by ordering it offline, but I didn't. So <laughs> I was running around trying to find this movie and I finally did. So, wow. uh, so, uh, this movie does have a, a special place in our relationship. Uh, and, I would actually like very much enjoy watching this in February with her. Nice. This would be nice. one of my picks, man. Like just before we started recording, I was yeah thinking about the Paddington and just like, it's like, man, that was so much fun. Remember when we were able to watch movies together and then record yeah. like right after it <laughs> and then go back down and watch another movie and then record right after that was, it. That was really fun. I, I did enjoy watching both. Yeah, that was a, yeah, that was a that was a long in a good way day, like a, yeah. a long, long day. 
It was, yeah. yeah, And because we knew what we were getting into. So I had like, you had the right mindset going into it. It was like, all right, we're about to spend, you know, like six hours doing this. This is going to be my Saturday, but it was a blast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but I do, I do have another non, uh, another movie answer that we haven't actually talked about at length on this podcast before. Uh, and it would be uh, the movie Defending Your Life, which is, uh, if you guys haven't seen it, I might, I might actually save this for uh, a future podcast. But uh, it's, you know, with Albert Brooks, and it's basically, you know, people go to purgatory, and it's, you know, they're like defending their life, all their choices. And if they do a good job defending, they go to heaven, or, you know, the non-Christian version of heaven. And if they don't do successfully defend their life, they have to go back to earth, or go to like worst purgatory. I don't know. I forget exactly. But uh, it's really, really great play on like afterlife. And he also like meets someone he falls in love with there. And that's actually a really, really fun, romantic, and like also with a sci-fi kind of slant to it. Never even heard of that one. No, I haven't either. Yeah, I'd be down to do that sometime. It's a good one. Um, Yeah, dang. Albert Brooks, Meryl Streep, Rip Torn. RIP, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's how you spell Rip. Yep. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Directed, written, and starring. Albert Brooks. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a great filmmaker. Cool. Speaking of HBO Max, it's on there. I don't know. Well, guys, I think it's about time that we That's three. go to. That's three. <laughs> We're at three. That's right. For new listeners, this is the trivia portion of our show where we pit our guest and CJ head to head, see who knows the most about what we watch. Riley, CJ, are you two ready? Oh, this is the first time I've played trivia in a while. Okay. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> ready. All right. First question, Bill Nye? Nye? The science guy? How do you you pronounce that? I think it's just Nye. Yeah. Nye? Okay. Not, yeah, not the science guy. Uh, He played the dad in Mm -hmm. in, uh, Mm -hmm. About Time. Uh, And director and writer, right? Uh, Richard Curtis are old friends. They had previously made three other movies together. Which of the following did they both previously take part in? And this is multiple choice. Uh, Was it A, Four Weddings and a Funeral? B, Love Actually, C, Pirate Radio, or D, Bridget Jones's Diary. And CJ should probably go first, just knowing Riley. <laughs> so which one didn't he do, right? Which one, uh, no, which one prior to this movie had they both done together? Okay. I'm going to say. Uh-oh, unless, unless I have flawed this question, <laughs> which, which Riley would know. Well, uh, yeah. go, go ahead, CJ. I think there, <laughs> there might be multiple right answers here. Okay. Gotcha. Um, I'm hoping it, it's pirate radio just cause I love that movie. Okay. And I'm Riley, sure just correct me on what I've, so what I've done. I'm, I'm going to say pirate radio and love actually. Oh, he was in pirate radio too. I was trying to pick like a, like a convincing other one. Uh, okay. I, 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 I believe they, they, they were both in, they both did that movie. Both of those. Movies. Okay. What was the third one? Okay. Again? Uh, what, so the third one was pirate radio. So four weddings and a funeral love actually pirate radio and Bridget Jones diaries. I chose all ones that Richard Curtis was involved in. Yes. And then I some something told me that uh, love actually was the only right answer, but uh, guess not. All right, cool. <laughs> well, you both get the point. Yes. All right. Sorry, yeah. Ken. I'm sorry. No, don't. I I should be apologizing. I didn't do good research. <laughs> Next question. Oh dear God! I hope this is accurate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is Rachel McAdams' third time travel movie. Which of the following are the other two? Okay. Uh, multiple choice. Two of these are the other two time travel movies she's done prior to this. I uh, was it A, 
time crimes. B, the time traveler's wife. C, the lake house. Or D, midnight in Paris. I'm going to go with the middle two. Time traveler's wife and the lake house. Yeah. Okay. And Riley? I'm going to go with time traveler's wife and um, midnight in Paris. That is correct. Dang. I don't remember midnight in Paris being a time travel movie. That's the one with uh, Owen Wilson, right? Yeah. Uh, he goes back, like, he technically time travels to, like, uh, 1920s Paris. Oh, right. He, he goes to, uh, like, he meets, like, Hemingway back then. And uh, I think eventually he also goes back to, like, 1890s Paris and meets, like, Toulouse-Lautrec and, uh, you know, other people from okay. that era. And then I think somebody, like, some dude accidentally goes back to, like, French Revolution era Paris and is like getting chased around by people. Huh. I have not seen any of those movies. I, I distinctly remember not liking Midnight in Paris. <laughs> That's <laughs> all I know. Uh, although I love time travel movies, so maybe I should check out Time Traveler's Wife. And uh, if you, uh, I mean, you technically could throw Doctor Strange in there too. He time travels in that movie. And she oh. plays the, the, fe- the thankless female lead role in that Marvel movie. <laughs> That's right. Good point. Huh. Interesting. The, the Lake House is a time travel movie also, right? It is. Well, I actually okay, watched I just, The Lake House recently. It's a, I, oh, nice. I, I remember just not wanting to see it because I think Family Guy made jokes about it. And I was like, oh, that looks stupid because <laughs> I was in middle school. But it's actually it's actually really solid. Also takes place in nice. Chicago. Oh, cool. I also just want to shout out Time Crimes. I like that movie. <laughs> I thought you had made that up. <laughs> no, that's a real. That's a real. I think it's French. Uh, it's good. Or Spanish. Ah, the time crimes, of course. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I, I guess I'll give CJ one point and Riley two. I'm pretty okay. indiscriminate with these like points. That. Yeah. Either way, Riley's should should probably be in the lead. Yep. Still is. <laughs> <All right. laughs> uh, next question: Which of the following actresses was originally going to play the part of Mary? Ooh, this is a good one. Okay. Multiple choice: A. Zoe Deschanel. B. Mm-hmm. Amy Adams. C, Isla Fisher, or D, Jenna Fisher? The Fishers. C, Fishers. Ooh, I'll go instead of Mick Adams, I'll go with Adams. Amy Adams? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Zoe Deschanel. That is correct. Dang. Yeah. I bet you would have seen this movie if it had Zoe Deschanel in it. That's right. Yes, I would. You got got a crush? Yes, I'm a big fan of Zoe Deschanel. I own all the She and Him records. I have 500 <laughs> Days of Summer is one of my favorite movies of yeah. all time. Uh, so she, what, what's your opinion wrong. of uh, New Girl? I enjoyed it up until like the last season. Wasn't that great? Because they were trying to like wrap stuff up. And I don't know. I think a lot of shows last seasons aren't that great because they mm-hmm. have to like tie all the things up. But no, I really enjoyed New Girl. Yeah. Okay. I thought cool. that, was, that was another charming, witty, funny show. And Riley, what did you think of New Girl? Oh, I, lo- I love New Girl. It's uh, oh, okay. It's like one of the shows that I'll ju- I'll just throw on. Just like uh, comfort it's a food. Very, very much comfort show. Nice. And yeah, the last season. I mean, I think their their hands are tied. Like they only had right. like ten or so, like half a season yeah, but, to, to. Yeah, tie it was shorter. Out. Yeah. Yeah, that was unfortunate. I didn't. I didn't like New Girl. Oh. I liked. It, I liked it the first time I watched it, and then Meg was rewatching it recently, and I would pop in for episodes. And Zoe Deschanel's character is uh, very cringeworthy, in my opinion. <laughs> Uh, I mean, so, they, yeah, they, no, all, they all kind of uh, are like the 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 dudes on that show are literally children. Yeah, yeah. Well, I did like them. That that still held up for me. They're, I don't know. Yeah, that's just where I'm at. <laughs> all right. Next question. Uh, oh, and potentially final question. 
What is the Rotten Tomatoes tomato meter score in percentage closest without going over? For those who are not sure, this is the critic score on Rotten Tomatoes. Riley, since you're in the lead, you can go first. Without going over, I'm going to go with 85. Okay. Ooh. CJ? That's good. I'll go with like uh, 80. No, it's probably higher than that. Mm. Is it higher than 85? Uh, 80. I'll go with 80. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, you're both over. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, it's only 69% of Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but um, surprisingly low, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. I, uh, I thought this would be like reviewed well. Yeah. For a movie that's this emotionally manipulative, I would expect <laughs> it to be higher. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> maybe people didn't like that, though. Maybe everybody's like me and they don't want to feel feelings. <laughs> yeah, that could be. Yeah. Damn. Okay. So does huh. CJ get a point because he was closer? No, I said uh, with close without going over. So it's over. No, Price no is right rules. Right, yeah. right. So CJ, what is what is that? Who makes the winner? I mean, Who's Riley's still crushing it. So yeah, yeah he's the that's winner. Absolutely right, Riley's. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think he's always the winner, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Do you guys want to guess what the audience score was, just for fun? Okay. That, yeah, that has to be higher, right? Yeah. If the yeah, this is, I feel like, then flipped, where if the critics is low, the audience is going to be higher. Maybe the audience is more like a, like an 82 or something like that. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with 85, I guess, for the audience. Okay. It's got yeah, to be. 81%. Oh, okay. Still lower, lower than I would have thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't really understand. It's a good movie. I just, I don't know. I don't know. And like I usually pay attention to like the like the IMDb scores, and like this is like a seven point eight, which is like really good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Huh. Yeah, IMDb is usually more critical than other places. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's pretty good. Wow. Huh. I've been finding that as well as we like we always search for movies to watch because what else do you do in these times? <laughs> um, and yeah, I find that like it's rare to come across like an eight on IMDb. Like a seven is like really good. Mm-hmm. Like the top two fifty movies are like all eights and above, and like nothing is above like a nine point one. Maybe I think Shawshank is like a nine point something, and like okay. that's as good as it gets. Like, yeah, is it just complete aggregation? Like, because some people's someone's not going to like something, so that actually factors mm-hmm. in. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So I, I actually have just a, a fun trivia effect. <clears throat> just no, cool. no, no, no competition or anything. Or you guys can make a competition, I guess. Um, but. Uh, the the playwright friend, um, who was like kind of just his character trait is just he's an asshole, I guess. Mm. Uh, Tom Hollander uh, was also in which franchise uh, with Bill Nye, who played the dad. A franchise. Mm-hmm. He was in two of these franchise really big blockbuster movies. Not gonna get it. I don't think uh, I can name another one that the dad is in. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know I've seen him in other stuff before, but I I can't. The well, he didn't really see his face in Bill Nye's face in this because he had squid uh, uh, tentacles all over his face because he was Davy Jones in Pirates of the Caribbean movies. That's right. Oh wow! And uh, the asshole guy Tom Hollander played the asshole guy, like the asshole British commander dude, Lord Beckett, in the second and third Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Wow! Wow! So is he kind of typecast? He's just playing really, asshole he roles? He really is, yeah. He's just obsessed He's that uh, Tom Holland is basically stealing his name and being a cute, a cute <laughs> British boy. And, he, you know, he just gets he just gets asshole roles now. I, I would be upset, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tom Holland is very charming. Mm-hmm. 
they now they need to make a movie with both of them where like Tom Hollander is his dad or something like that. Tom they should remake about time and Tom Hollander is like the like a, uh. a, a jaded, you know, time traveler dad and young Tom Holland is like all, you know, optimism and trying like, to show him the good that you can do with it. Yeah. Oh yeah, God. Tom Hollander is one of the, the people that was warned about. He just goes after the money, investing <laughs> it in a lot. And, it's a yeah, prequel. It's a it's yeah. a, it'd be a cautionary tale. I think it's about time he made one of those. Huh? That's four. 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 Alright. Well, I also think it's about time we do ratings. Alright. Five. 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 Ratings. Uh, ratings. Riley, on a scale of one to ten, what would you rate about time for you? Uh about time is a really, really delightful movie, much like a lot of Richard Curtis's movies. They're in the middle, uh, on rewatch, I, I realized that there were like a little some cringy, maybe a little creepy things, like when Tim really manipulates time to like get with Rachel McAdams after like after they connect and he like goes back in time and, and helps his friend but he basically erases his meeting with Rachel McAdams so he like kinda stalks her a little bit. Kinda mm-hmm. you know he 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 stalks her. And yeah, that, that, that's, a bit. <laughs> uh, that that yeah. was a little creepy on rewatch. I'd, uh, I I was a little bit more okay with that the first time around. But other than that, I mean it's it's a really emotional movie and I think Bill Nye is like really, really great as the dad in the movie. Uh, he steals like every scene he's in. I, I think it's mm-hmm. wonderful. And Rachel McAdams and okay, I I don't know how to say the lead actor's first name. Dominhall, Dominhall. Oh, I don't. Dominhall. Yeah, like there are like there. seven consonants in it. Uh, I think they have great chemistry. And uh, yeah, uh, this is for sure like an eight, eight point five for me. Dang. All right, it's pretty high. What do you think Christina would have rated it? Ten. For sure, 10. Okay. Yeah. A 1,000. <laughs> for sure, 10. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I cried. That, that's, a, that's, a good, that's a good marker for a movie for me. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. See, for, for me, um, I, I, like I said, I was pleasantly surprised. These are usually not the types of movies I like seek out or enjoy that much. Just because uh, I think rom-com, rom-coms are hard to do. There's, there's a lot of bad ones. There's a few good ones. I think this lands in the good ones camp though. I was pleasantly surprised. And like, like I said, like tearing up at multiple parts of the movie really got to me emotionally. So it clearly had an effect on me. So I think I got to give it like, let's go with like a, like a 7.3, like above average, probably might even recommend this to people. If, if this is the type of movie they normally enjoy, if they like rom-coms, this is, if you like rom-coms, yeah, watch, watch this movie for sure. I'll go like, yeah, 7.3. Uh, nice. can, I, can I ask you a question really quick, CJ? I'm sorry. Please. So you said 500 Days of Summer, one of your favorite movies, and that's a rom-com. Yes. Are there yes. any other rom-coms you like for sure like? Oh, good question. I'm struggling to think of one other than that. <laughs> I Yeah, I like, I can't remember the last one I've really even like watched in recent years well especially during the pandemic i'm pretty much only watching comedies because i can't handle much else than that (laughs) and like tenant like stupid action movies i yeah i'm i'm struggling to think of one five hundred days of summer i think i've seen like six times or something like that yeah it's like three thousand days (laughs) (laughs) that's a lot are there there any you would recommend that you think i i might enjoy that Uh, maybe would will turn me around on this Huh. So I think, uh, you know, the way I skew, like, 
I, I like rom-coms, but I do like it when they have a supernatural or like sci-fi or like really comedy skewing twist or like, mm-hmm. so like, you know, like I said before, defending your life or a fantasy like Paddington. If you haven't seen, it's technically a rom-com. It's more of a comedy, but like a fish called Wanda, the John Cleese movie. Hmm. Uh, if you I've, haven't seen that, it's got I romantic heard qualities and it's Percy. really, really funny. That's I a good love, recommendation for him. He yeah. Likes comedies more. Yeah. That's I good. love John Cleese. Mm-hmm. I actually just finished a, a book of his. He wrote a little book about like creativity. It was it was a very quick read, but not bad. Nice. Yeah, I love Monty Python. I know I'm sure that's not Monty Python, but yeah, I'll watch anything that guy's in. So yeah, maybe cool. I should check that out. Thank you for the recommendation. Of course. Can I? Uh, sorry, to, sorry to have butt in. I was just curious about CJ. No, it's cool. Uh, so I, I think I need to give my rating uh, for me. Uh, I did really, obviously, like this movie a lot. It's it's really good. Uh, it's it's uh, something that I I wouldn't seek out all mm. that often just because I don't like to cry in general. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but I mean, it's got a great message. Uh, it changes your outlook on life, which is awesome. So I, I really can't fault it for that. I think I'm gonna give it like a nine. Like, yeah, Dang. there's some parts that are like probably not correct uh, for like stalking reasons, and also like at one point the main character's sister is like has alcoholism mm-hmm. and they fix it just by like sitting by her bed for a day. Yeah. Um, they kind of quickly brush past that. That's like five minutes of the movie. And then it's back to the main like characters. Yeah, that is true. So that's not great either, but I mean, it's still a, a really amazing movie. I love time travel, anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that really just picks it up a notch for me. Um, mm-hmm. And the, the way they did it too is, is, is brilliant. Like they didn't, they didn't go too much into it. It's not very heavy on like, nuances with time travel other than a couple things like he can't go past like his child's birth because it'll change the baby basically or or things like that but Mm -hmm. um, there's no time machines or anything it's just he squeezes his hands and he's there um Mm -hmm. yeah i I really like a lot nine um i also just wanted to to mention another movie that if you like this movie i think you might like frequencies if you've seen that have either you seen frequencies frequencies i've never even heard of that it's definitely uh, more sci-fi than this one, but it's it's a sci-fi romance movie. I, it used to be on Netflix. I don't know if it is anymore, but it's it's basically about an alternate world where people vibrate at different frequencies, and uh, so only certain people are compatible because of the frequency they vibrate at, and they have ways of measuring it. And two people who aren't the right frequency, if they try to get together, it like creates like an earthquake around them. Oh. And it's like them finding a way to get around that. Um, it's it's really good though. I I genuinely like that. So just a, a good wreck there. Uh, holy crap! That movie has a one hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, I wow. guess I'm not alone. Wow. Cool. Yeah, I like I like that one. Frequencies, check it out. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, a lot of people are vibing on the same frequency the, as that movie. The, <laughs> this is what I'm talking about though. Hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Six point eight on IMDb. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. Wow. Okay. There must there's a, there's a disconnect or some or you know just yeah. different yeah. people. That's weird. That's very weird. Yeah. Huh. Um, Ken, before we wrap up about time, uh, you know, you said you've seen this before. Was uh, anything new you you noticed or like uh, appreciated or like anything different about about this time watching it? Uh, well, it had been several years since I watched it the first time, so I honestly didn't remember a whole lot. Okay. I'm I'm like going to get heavy into spoilers here, but at, at one point he takes his sister back in time and like totally changes everything. And, and when he gets back, 
I thought that he was no longer with Rachel McAdams, but it was just the baby had changed. So that's just something I misremembered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That that's pretty much all I can think of. Also, how how did he fix that exactly? Yeah, that I wasn't sure of either. I, he must have gone. So he. I don't know. I don't really know. Again, so like two wrongs make a right. Right. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I'm not sure how he did that. Yeah. That's not clear at all. Also, one thing I noticed, like during that exact scene you you mentioned, uh, like so when they go back in time, they basically tell his sister. He basically tells his sister, "Don't like fall in love with this really toxic dude." Uh, Mm. And like when they go back to the present, like she automatically realizes, like, "Oh, like I'm actually with this really other this other dude who's like really nice." And like, wouldn't the main character then realize like, Oh, I have a different kid. Yeah. But like, you know, it takes like, you know, him going home to see the new kid and he's really surprised. Like wouldn't, shouldn't that also, that realization also apply to him? Yeah. Because she had like two lives in her head at once. So he should as well. Yeah. I don't know. It, that definitely shouldn't be a thread we pull out. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. clearly that's pretty loose. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The science behind all this, not perfect, but it's yeah. rare that movies can pull it off. I think. Right. Anyway. Definitely yeah, not that, the point. That's a really yeah, good it's, point. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. I, I, I think I even, I appreciated the brevity in which they like explained it. The dad was just mm-hmm. like, can only be stuff you've experienced. Wouldn't go after money. We can't go and kill Hitler. There, done. Explained. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's that's all we're getting, and that's fine. Yeah, that's uh, that's that. Yeah, that's a good point. It's simple and elegant, and it accomplishes all the uh, thematic and emotional things it wants to. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Riley, I think we're going to wrap up the show. Thank you so much for joining us once again. And uh, thank Christina for us for choosing this movie. Thank you guys for, uh, for, uh, I do think it's a really cool idea, including significant others and, uh, but also keeping them at arm's length. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. Just, just like in real life. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, uh, Is there anything you want to plug at the end here or any, uh, any words of wisdom? Oof, man, you know, as uh, the great Ferris Bueller and the great, Tim from this movie said, you know, stop and smell the roses or else you'll miss them. You know, or, or no, no, stop, stop and look around a while or else you'll miss life. That's this movie and Ferris Bueller basically have the same message. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> man, I, I would so many hijinks Ferris Bueller would get up to if he had those oh, powers. Man. Oh, man. <laughs> that would be great. Just recasting movies just with Ferris Bueller. <laughs> yeah. I, I would watch all of this. <laughs> like, or just would, introducing time travel into other movies. Like, how yeah, would Ferris Bueller do in Tenet? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> he'd be killed. Right? Yeah, I think he'd get killed <laughs> off pretty easily. Yeah. yeah, he would tell the terrorists, like, "Oh, I'm the sausage king of Chicago." They'd be like, "We eat sausage." <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <Duh>. <laughs> Reverse bullet straight through him. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, thank thank you guys. Thank yes, you. absolutely. Thank you. CJ, what do we have to plug? You can follow us on all the things at OvertalkingPod. Email us at OvertalkingPod at gmail.com. Go to our website, OvertalkingPod.party, or call or text us at USACAT1591. Oh no, they're here. Our Overtalking overlords have arrived. There are ghastly otherworldly landlords who show up at the end of every episode to remind me to remind you. If you like the show, please go on iTunes and rate a special review. Reviews will help people find this podcast. Also, we spend no money on advertising. So if you like the show, please tell us for spread Please tell a friend and spread the word. We'd really appreciate it. Thank you. Did you get the roses I, I sent them with? Let's, uh, did you get the roses? They were supposed to. Not yet, apparently. 
Oh, well, they said they were going to take it out of my paycheck and it was, okay. it was supposed to be, it was a gift for you for, for date movie month. I wanted to set the mood. They are nodding that you are being docked the fee for the roses. Uh, that's, regardless, just for, that's just for regardless my general attitude. Proceed on approval. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. That's why you got to trust 1-800 flowers, CJ. Yeah. <laughs> Sponsor us. Yeah. Hey, and as we always say, it's about time. It's about, about, about time. At six. It's not six. a pun, though. That was just. About time we wrap up the show. There. Oh, there we go. Nice one. Yeah. Bye. Bye. This episode of the Over Talking Podcast was edited and produced by Ken and CJ. Special guest this week was Riley. Movie suggestion by Christina. Music by Justin Peters. Logo by Nate Richards. Check out Nate's work on Instagram at Nate Richards Designs.